Pretty good. Well, 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 how are you? Thanks for taking a couple minutes to talk about what's going on at GPS. Yeah, no worries. Just describe for me, uh, just briefly or, or as long as you want, what the DPS manufacturing facility is like in Salt Lake City. Okay, so uh, we just moved into a new factory a year ago. Um, and what we do in that facility is we, uh, we call it our vertical integration. So of all the steps that it, that's required to make the two categories of products that we make, um, skis being the main one, but also our Phantom Permanent Glide product. Um, our, our goal is to have all the process in that manufacturing done in-house. And um, at the moment, Phantom's 100% vertically integrated at this point. And skis all but one function, which is the, the screen printing of the top sheets that go on the skis. That's, um, uh, we have a partner in, um, in Seattle that does that and um, over the next year we'll be bringing that in-house as well when we moved a year ago or we moved into a bigger facility so we um, we have room to bring that in-house now and so uh -huh. and so up till about I don't know when did this all start so let's say two months ago how many how much uh, how much production was going on uh, at, at the DPS place in Salt Lake yeah so just one, one more comment to add context sure. to your answer um, so we do kind of a cradle to grave analysis or a look at the manufacturing. So literally lumber comes in to our, our, our woodworking core facility and we, we, we mill the cores. We have a new technology where we're injecting molding the uh, sidewalls onto the cores. Nice. Um, and then I'm, par I'm shortening a bit, then it moves into another room where the, the molding is done, where the, the, the sandwich is made, uh, so to speak. And then after that, there, um, there's a variety of different steps in the facility to, to finish the skis, go into QC, and then go into packaging. So, so that is, um, you know, those are all the steps. And then to get to your answer, um, you know, starting in February is when we switched from making skis to service this this now shortened ski season that we just finished um, to making skis for next year so we have three collections of skis two are new for next year and one's a carryover collection so we we basically know the quantities on our carryover collection so we start making those first sure and then um as as things progress and we get orders from our retailers and we start building our sales tactics and strategies for you know we, we have a, a direct to consumer and a, a other channels that we work with um, and then all the way then we, we start going full blast making skis mid-february um, you know all the way through the spring and summer and start shipping skis to customers in august right and, Right. So you basically, yeah, the product, the, the ski making for next year starts in February and ends in August. Yeah, we, we, we don't do it. We don't, we try to, we call it level loading where we, you know, we try to um, keep an even keel in the, in the factory as far as the, the number of people working there and the number of skis we make in any given day or week. Um, and we stage it based on when our customers have placed orders, when they want them. So like, 
city locations, Denver, Seattle, Salt Lake, Boston, New York, they want them earlier. And then the resort stores usually take them a little bit later. So we stage it that way. So we, we have a kind of a consistent workflow throughout the, the calendar. And then in uh, being in Salt Lake in the state of Utah, um, manufacturing was allowed to continue as, as the, um, the coronavirus kind of kicked in. So I, I know you had said that you were starting to sort of implement some, some safety protocol on the manufacturing floor, maybe spacing people out a little bit more. Is that what, was that how that looked? Yeah. I, and I live in Colorado, so I'm, I'm, it's easy for me to compare, you know, how the two States have moved through this process with the, the coronavirus and different sure. levels of, you know, shelter in place and whatnot. So <clears throat> They were kind of a couple, I guess they were a couple of weeks behind when Colorado's governor issued that order. Mm -hmm. So we were able to, um, you know, it wasn't, it was, wasn't mandated in, by the state or the city or county, but we made a decision, I think we're in our third week now, um, where all of our front office, so that's sales, marketing, finance, and <clears throat> product management, um, everybody moved from the office and everybody's working at home. So we're, we're getting good at Zoom and Google Hangouts. And <laughs> right. Um, and then the factory, um, that, that's tricky because those, those guys, you know, they're, you know, we're makers. We, we make stuff with our hands and um, they can't take that work home. So um, we, you know, over those first weeks started working on plans to stagger shifts. So we could um, give our employees the safest environment relative to the social distancing. We started implementing um, uh, uh, a layman sort of medical check, um, the managers when, when people came to work in the morning. So temperature check, you know, a quick little Q&A of, you know, sore throat, headaches, you know, you know just the, the, the known questions and, um, if anybody's had any of those sorts of symptoms, they were, weren't able to c come to work for, for their benefit, but also their colleagues' benefit. And that seems to have worked really well. We haven't had any cases in our organization, which is great. Um, and great. Our, our team, and you know, when we started researching and ultimately deciding to get into um, a pivot in our manufacturing to make uh, what we ended up doing is making a protective shield. We were um, then had a designation of an essential industry. And so we're able to uh, keep working, provided that we continue to provide the safest environment. And so, so uh, you were, were you contacted by the state of Utah and asked, and, and they made the inquiry or were you guys starting to, um, think about it and reached out to them? It was actually both. Um, you know, Alex Adama, who's our CEO, he's quite involved with, there's a, a, a Utah outdoor industry group, of, and there's a lot of manufacturers and brands, as you know, in Utah. Um, but then there's the Utah Manufacturing Association that we're a member of, and he's constantly talking to colleagues about best practices and things like that. So, um, but, but because we're, you know, we're, we make things, we, when this all started going down, it was natural for especially our engineers and the guys that work in the factory to, okay, what can we do to help out? And 
there were two um, two tracks that we started looking at. First, one was using uh, the equipment that we used to manufacture uh, Phantom, the, the waxless glide material. Yeah, sure. Which is a liquid, so we, we gravitated towards making hand sanitizer, and then figuring out a, um, you know, face face masks and shields, and then we learned more about face masks or their fabric and we don't do fabric stuff and so but then we looked at a hard shield and then I go okay we can we can when I say we I really mean the the, the team in the factory sure um, the, the factory we exactly. <laughs> the factory we um, uh, they started making prototypes and looking at our equipment and how can we pivot to make those and where do we get the raw materials and how are we going to figure this out because we don't we're not in the, we make skis, we don't make medical shields. Um, we, got, we got some samples from, some, from the hospital or some physicians that we know. And one thing led to another where we got in this conversation with the uh, Department of Health for the state of Utah. And they, they said, well, you know, you're a local company and we, we and you know, our, our motivation is, is twofold. One is to somehow figure out how we could help with our resources. And our expertise, how we can do something that would be useful to the medical industry and help help combat this virus. And then the second one is, you know, having the season cut short was devastating to anybody who's in this business, and including us. And um, how can we keep our team employed? You know, we have a really skilled group of um, engineers and um, machine operators and whatnot and the guys that do the finish work are super skilled at you know bringing a ski to life and by by doing this and bringing more um, you know more tasks and more time you know factory time we're, we're able to keep keep people employed it's interesting uh, though but I'm sure that the uh, the math is different right I mean you're not making thousand dollar skis you're making uh, you know a very different product and i mean it it are are i mean it, it's got to be challenging to try to figure out the economics of it as well yeah it's um yeah and i um uh, i've been spending a lot of time with my my best friend microsoft excel lately <laughs> yeah. trying to figure this out but yeah. um at the end of the day we we have a product that we want to make we got to figure out what it costs for us to make it and you know what what can we sell it we're obviously we're not in this to, to make money but we can't we can't go backwards and um you know we're a small business so we um we started doing this is the the next chapter that's really interesting we started figuring all this out and then through a contact we have at Hetzel um Tom Adams I don't know if you know who he is Every, everybody knows Tom right so he and Alex started talking and and you know I don't know all the details, but, you know, Petzl wanted to get involved at some level, but they don't, you know, they're a subsidiary of a French company and they, there's no manufacturing that's done in, in Salt Lake. Um, but they got to talking and then Tom um, very graciously said, well, you guys need a headband for this shield to work properly, right? And we make headlamps. So consequently, they've donated um, thousands, tens of thousands of headbands to the project. Nice. Um, so pre, and, like pre-assembly head headlamp headbands. 
Right. They're just, they, they have the brand, you know, the, the Petzl brand on them and they're, we're using just their, their black version, but, um, they, um, we got a big shipment early this week and another gigantic one is being drop shipped from Asia directly to us. Whereas the, the first batch we got from the office in, in North of Salt Lake. So, um, so now we got this company and then goal zero came on board with, um, a contribution. Again, they don't, they don't, they're not in the, that facility and Salt Lake isn't in the manufacturing business, but they really wanted to be involved with this project. So they've helped subsidize it in other ways. And so Goal Zero is a, um, essentially a portable charger battery company. I don't know the quickest way to explain that. Yeah, they make portable like um, charging batteries, but then they have um, portable solar panels. Sure, right. Uh, so, and solar powered generators and things like that. And then, so what are they contributing to this process and project? They're contributing cash to help offset some of our expenses that's always helpful i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah so that that helped out a lot and then the the third part partner is a company called um eastern Eastman. Eastman manufacturing company yeah which is out of um, buffalo new york and that's the the machine that we use to cut a, a ski base so the shape of the ski and then it also cuts the uh, the DPS logo and the snowflake logo on, on the ski base that cuts it out like a die cut. Yeah. And then, um, so we have these really sophisticated cutting tools for that, for that particular kind of plastic, but those tools were too hot and it was, it was damaging the clear plastic. So we, we called them up and said, Hey, we need a different, you know, we need to order some blades to cut this particular kind of PET plastic. And they go, yeah, we got that, no problem. But why are you doing that? That's not what you normally <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. So we told them and they said, well, you know, so we put an order in and I, it was a couple grand. And, um, and then a while later they contacted us and said, you know what, we want to get involved with this project too. And we'll donate the, um, the equipment that you need to do this properly. That's great. And so the equipment they provided were the blades or it's the full machine? No, no, we already have the machine. We've had it for years, um, but we, we needed some, some different uh, blades to cut the material, material properly. That's really interesting. They, so they fully got on board with the program and yeah. um, were they, were they, as far as you know, providing those, the same type of mechanical tools anywhere else? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they've been in business since the 1930s, so <laughs> they've, been, they've been through this. Yeah, but they when we when we called, and again, I'm not an engineer, so I don't know the exact spec of the plastic and whatnot. But we this is what we're cutting, and what blade do you guys provide, and equipment do you provide to do this properly and do it quickly? You're right. Um, they knew exactly what what we needed, and um, and you know we've been working with them for years, so. Um, uh, so we got that. So now we have, you know, including ourselves, we have four brands, Petzl, Goal Zero, and Eastman contributing to this. We have hard POs. We're manufacturing these um, shields right now. We'll make our first delivery early next week. And then the, the sales side of our organization kicked into gear. And we started reaching out to, um, you know, we started thinking about, you know, who, who, 
where do we have contacts? Where do we, where do people, you know, need this the most? I mean, it's everywhere really, but right. so we, we said, well, let's, you know, one, one idea we came up with was let's start with some regional hospitals in places that are our, our community. So I reached out to Aspen and Glenwood Springs and Vail. We're going to, we have some contacts at the hospital in Bozeman and, you know, our, Mike Cannon, who's our rep in New England, he was there for a while. So, you know, we just started dealing with this, you know, this brainstorming on this the other day, you know, in Burlington or up in Stowe or wherever in these smaller, smaller places. And then we put some press releases out the other day and then we're getting solicit, you know, questions from to, and then we sent an email to our uh, customer list, just letting them know what we're doing. And um, so individuals and people that have bought skis from us that work for a hospital or work for, we had a guy in Seattle who runs three or four research labs, they need him. So, or they just want to buy him from, from us to help the cause and things like that. So all of a sudden we're, we're in the shield business. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so first shields will be delivered next week and how, counting backward, what, what, how many, how long has it been that you've been even talking about shields in, in the office? I want to say two weeks. Oh my God. Maybe a little longer, but as far as actually zero in on a shield, sourcing right. materials, coming up with the design and starting to make them. Oh, the other cool thing that we're, when we make ski bases, the black material, um, there's a, you know, when we, when we cut the shapes, there's scrap, of course. So um, we're, we're making the harness, the head harness that the strap attaches to and the shield is made out of that <coughs> scrap. So we're upcycling that material <coughs> for this use. Normally it would go in the recycling bin, but, um, so we're, we're re repurposing some of the, the raw materials that we're already using. So at this point, is the demand, I mean, whatever your capacity is for this, uh, are you, are you, is there enough demand out there to go full on on this? Or are you going to try to keep making skis at the same time to try to keep the lights on? Well, we have to keep making skis. Otherwise, we'll, we'll look at ourselves. I mean, <laughs> it all depends on how long this lasts. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't keep up with all the different forecasts and whatnot, but I mean, it's, we're going to be doing this for a while still, a couple months for sure. Um, and, you know, when, when I get from a little hospital in a little town in Colorado, a request for 10,000 units. Wow. Um, you know, if that's what a, a 35, 40 bed hospital needs for whatever period of time, you know, just do the math and they can't get them from their local, their typical suppliers. Um, and wow. so, you know, we need to be careful because it's, it's not like this whole thing is going to shut off like a light switch, but last thing we want is to be sitting on a bunch of plexiglass and uh, um, I mean, Petzl can, can, we could, you know, we can work with them on the head straps, but you know, that's that's our one material that that we don't normally have in our supply chain to make skis. Yeah. So, um, but again, we're 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 ba we're trying to be smart about how we manage that so it's not a, a 
have a negative consequence to us. But um, I've heard I've heard that from other uh, pivoting manufacturing as well. I mean, there you know, it's, you don't want to be the last one sitting on all this raw material when right. some major factory comes online. Um, and yeah, you know, the big guys will catch up for sure. Uh, everybody was caught off guard, of course. So you know, we're not going into this business. We're just trying to fill a need for the short term. Right. And um, that's why, you know, part of our thinking is working with some smaller quantities with some of these, but 10,000 seems like a pretty big quantity to me. It really um, does, doesn't it? I mean, for but, a small um, hospital, I mean, I, I, was, yeah. I was thinking maybe the hundreds first rather than the thousands. Right. We can do, right now we can keep making a good amount of skis and a thousand of these a day. Wow, a thousand a day. Yeah. Um, and w so where do you get the shield plastic? Is that something that's available in Utah or are you having to bring that in? Um, I honestly don't know where we're getting, it's a domestic supplier somewhere. Uh -huh. um, I mean, it's a pretty common material. Right, relatively straightforward. Yeah, so nobody, in any of the meetings I attended, nobody, we couldn't find alcohol to make hand sanitizer, but we haven't had any problem finding the, the plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a Utah joke in there somewhere, I think. Um, right. But, but surprisingly, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're evolving, you know, um, with their, their restrictions, but there's a brewery right across the street from us. We're in this industrial area we're in and they don't have enough. Um, or what they do, they already committed to somebody else. And, but most distilleries and breweries are making hand sanitizer. So we just said, we'll just leave that alone. There's plenty of people doing that and we're really good at this other sort of fabrication. So let's stick with what we're, we do really well. I love the fact that you're reaching out to small DPS communities and kind of building it outward from there. I think that's a, you know, a great approach to it. And is, does that sort of resonate with the factory team as well? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean for the most part, everybody's a, a real, diehard skier and um you know we exist as a company because we have really good partners and customers in in ski country whether it's in new england or western canada or colorado or europe or wherever japan so um and you know our partners if you look at small places like bozeman and bend and all the colorado resorts and all over the place i mean we have really strong friendships and partnerships and if we can lend a hand and help out in the community in those communities um you know if, if we get to pick who we can sell it to i'd rather sell it to, to those communities than others not that the need is any more important or not it's just it's a good fit for us right i mean and it, you're not going to be able to do a hundred thousand a day so you know you're right. going to have to pick and choose anyway right. um well steve well thank you very much is there is there are there any other sort of takeaways from this i mean when you sit back and like get off of Microsoft Excel and it, you know, I mean, is this gonna, is this gonna provide a, a long-term bump for domestic manufacturers like DPS? I mean, it definitely makes us think about, you know, what, what we do to make skis and how we can leverage that. Um, and, you know, are there margins within our, you know, our, our calendar year of manufacturing that we could, make other things that would help us be a stronger company. Um, you know, nothing like a little um, adversity or problem solving to, to take a second look at how you do business. Right. Uh, but, you know, we have the, you know, our board and our management 
team, you know, every, every, from the very top down to everybody in the factory and in the office, everybody's on board with this. And it's, it's really gratifying to see a group of people that, that are um, really passionate about making skis and then just stand back and say, well, let's, let's look beyond what, you know, take the blinders off for making skis and let's see what else we can do. And then really fast be within weeks shipping product to, you know, our home state and making a difference. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, maybe we'll all be skiing with face masks on. You're going to have to start winterizing. I mean, who knows, right? There was a pretty funny uh, post on Instagram or something when this started is that skiing's the safest thing to do. <laughs> right. We already wear goggles and face masks and gloves. Yeah. And we don't stand very close to each other. Right. So, um, so well, that's yeah, a- it's been good. And I'm really proud of the, the team we have that, that mobilized to do this. And, well, you um, should be. It should be. Cool. It's a great story. Steve, thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up and pause.